You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Nick and Nate with you. No Rico today. Had to go to a doctor's appointment, so he is out. Seems pretty convenient when we're on the <laughs> bridge or on the heading into a three-day weekend. No, I'm just joking. Love you, Rico. I know you're probably listening somewhere. If Ellie's in the car, shout out Ellie. But also, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line, both those continue to be open for you. Okay, so I was going to get to this in the final segment, Nate, but I, I after hearing it again, I want to get to it right now. So Colin Cowherd has been on vacation the last, I don't know, X amount of days. And he decided to tweet out a video of him reacting to the news that UC, UCLA and USC will be joining the Big Ten yesterday. Keep in mind, though, I will say, because I know it triggered you and it also triggered me, Colin Cowherd is a USC apologist. Exactly. He is a USC homer through and through. Yep, exactly. 100%. Absolutely. So there's a lot of conversations, obviously, that we were having yesterday about how is USC going to adjust to the Big Ten? How is UCLA going to adjust to the Big Ten? Chip Kelly, not a Big Ten conference type coach, right? Uh, You don't have to be a college football um, expert to know that or realize that. However, Colin Cowherd, once again, tweeted out a video reacting to the news that USC and UCLA will be in the Big Ten Conference. And there's so many parts of this that are he's just wrong. And, and it makes me laugh listening to it every single time. So just, uh, I guess, listen and enjoy, and we'll dissect it on the other side of this clip here. Last day of the vacay. Got <laughs> home late playing with the dogs in the front yard. Um, some of you Big Ten fans. Oh, boy. I mean, there's so many college football powers in the Big Ten. You know, Maryland and Rutgers and Illinois and Indiana and Iowa and Nebraska and Minnesota and Purdue and Michigan State. and Take out Ohio State and USC and UCLA can match up with anybody tomorrow and beat anybody tomorrow. Doesn't mean they will, but they can. By the way, what's up with Harbaugh's recruiting in Michigan? in the tank this year. SEC is different. That's why Texas and Oklahoma is going to be a shock to the system. LSU is an NFL factory. George is an NFL factory. Alabama is an NFL factory. Texas A&M has become an NFL factory. Kentucky football is now a pain in the butt to face. Auburn and Florida. Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. These are really, really loaded programs. Really good coaches take out Ohio State USC UCLA matchup with everybody oh, the travel schedule is not that daunting how many roadies are you going to play a year five USC UCLA will play their typical cupcake home schedules out of conference and they'll go on the road for five games six games oh the weather honestly folks September October all the way until November 20th what do you have blizzards all over the place not really I mean it'll get slushy and ugly late November some years you'll have already wrapped up your road schedule 
Bruins, Trojans will be just fine. I know, I know, the thought, the thought of having to go to Bloomington, West Lafayette is chilling. They'll be fine. Okay, so that's Colin Cowherd. Just appreciate the dogs barking in the background, number one. (laughs) Number two, UCLA is not in that conversation of USC and Ohio State. And frankly, USC is not in that it's conversation not even close. with Ohio State. So let me let me walk. And, let me go ahead. Go and, ahead. And there are blizzards in November. It's not, <laughs> it's not sli- like he's like the weather. Are you really getting blizzards in November? Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> let me. So let me walk Colin Coward through this. And for anyone that might be a USC homer out there. I'm just going to destroy the pack because that's why. Yeah, Bach does this too. So let's talk about the daunting schedule in the Pac-12, shall we? Arizona last year, 1-11. Colorado, 4-8. Stanford, 3-9. Wisconsin, 4-8. California, 5-7. Oh, that team USC that he loves, guess what? They were 4-8 too. And let's see. All the teams in the Pac-12 that won nine games. Utah. Oregon. Nope. I, I I took a pause for a reason because there's no one else. Let's look at the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue. What are we doing? And this and I know he's a USC homer and all this, but for the love of God, can we stop with this USC nonsense? I get they have Lincoln Riley. I understand they have Caleb Williams. You played in the worst Power 5 conference in football last season, and you won four games. Four. Nebraska won three. What are we doing, folks? I'll say the same thing that he said. I need to find the part where he's talking about the weather again. I think this might be it. Why do we keep bringing up USC and UCLA like they're just these powerhouses? I just can't grasp it. I cannot. UCLA won't be a 500 football team in the Big Ten. UCLA will not win six games. Yeah, UCLA they won't. won't. U- UCLA won't. Uh, I-, I would not be surprised if USC does. It, it all depends on scheduling, Nate. It all depends on scheduling. I, I think this part is the-, is the weather part. Hold on. Oh, the weather. Honestly, <laughs> folks, September, October, all the way until November 20th. What, do you have blizzards all over the place? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it'll get slushy and ugly late November. Some years, you'll have already wrapped up your road schedule. <laughs> Bruins, Trojans will be just fine. Oh I know. my God. I need to clip that. I need to clip that. Bruins, the Trojans. The weather. The weather. The thing is, what, too. Do you get blizzards in November? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I you know. do. Yes. This you is, get, look, at, look at the Ohio State-Michigan game last year. Yeah. Is, is USC really comfortable playing in that junk? Is here's the here's the brutal reality. Is anybody comfortable playing in that junk? Whole lot of nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> like UCLA is not going to be built for that. And, and let me bring the, I'll even go back. We can skip the COVID year. Let's go to 2019, 2020. How many teams in the Pac twelve won nine games or more? Utah, Oregon. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay, let's go. Let's go back another seat. Let's see this daunting schedule that the Pac-12 has to play. Nine win teams: Washington, Washington State, Stanford. What? 
what is it about you guys in the Pac-12? I, I know Bach loves him because he went to the USC spring game, but it's nonsense. I'm not worried about well, USC for a second. Do they have the potential? Yeah, absolutely. What have they done in the past 10 years for us to say anything about USC football? Well, well here's It shouldn't thing. even here's come the, out of your mouth. No, here's the thing, Nate. So if, if they were joining the, the conference in 2022, there would be reason to be worried about them. Be, it's the same conversation we're having with Nebraska. I understand it's a, it's a much easier conference in the Pac-12. I get that. It's a it's a similar conversation. It is that they we're, they're having the same conversation? Not now. I know they don't take college football as serious in Southern Cal. Not even slightly. Not, not even slightly. But they're having they they could be having the same conversation we're having. Look at all these guys we brought in the transfer portal. Like and they probably have, on paper they probably have better talent than Nebraska does. I'd say so. And they play in the Pac-12. Exactly. So if they were joining us, or if they were joining the conference in 2022, we would be, oh, crap, you know, like, let's see how USC matches up because on paper, they look really good. However, it's 2025 or 2024 that we'll have to worry about, and every team will look completely different. Why? Because there's a lot of draft picks on every team. I think what's interesting, though, is you look at USC last year, and... If we if we if we want to compare Nebraska and USC, we can do that all day long if you guys want to. Because last year USC's conference record was three and six. Nebraska was what one and eight. Mm-hmm. If you gave USC Nebraska's schedule exactly how it was laid out last season, they go one and eight with their only it, win being Northwest. It, it depends on how I, I don't know. I think it depends on a lot of things like discipline and, and the the taste of Clay Helton was kind of getting stale as well for USC, and that's why they fired him midseason. There was, there now he's coming to Lincoln this year. Now he's coming to Lincoln for Georgia Southern. All right, a couple, couple interesting takes. We have a call that I want to get to here in a second, um, but Travis and Lincoln, and, and named Texer, have a couple interesting takes. Travis and Lincoln says, USC and UCLA immediately become top five teams in the oh, Big Ten. No. What Cowherd is saying is Oklahoma and Texas jump ship to a powerhouse to an SEC, and USC, UCLA are going to be Big Ten, which, yes, is better than the Pac-12, but still not close to the SEC even after yesterday. Now, on that, and I get, I understood what Cowherd was saying, but from top to bottom, balance-wise, I'm taking the Big Ten I over the SEC. I completely agree. Now, the SEC is extre- much more top-heavy. You have three or four teams much that, more could, that could make the playoff any given year. But you're saying— Vanderbilt. Exactly. Missouri. Vanderbilt, Missouri. Kentucky in a normal year. Yeah, Kentucky, you have, um, I'm trying to think, Tennessee. Like, th- those are all mediocre teams that I would put in a similar light to Purdue, Minnesota. Right, honestly, for what we've seen from Nebraska the last couple years, Nebraska, Michigan State. Like, I, I don't know if we're buying Michigan State either. Um, unnamed Texter says USC and UCLA will come in and boat race the Big Ten. That's what we thought about Nebraska's offense Yeah, in 2018. I, I like, and it could work. And, and here's the thing: if it's a well-oiled machine, it very well could work. Why? Why am I saying that? Because we haven't seen a well-oiled machine offense that has that runs their type of offense come in and try to work in the Big Ten. They're, the offense in Nebraska, they were trying to mix a couple things together and and do both Big Ten almost style. like a hybrid. Yeah, and yeah, it just it didn't weird. work. So if they want to fully embrace Lincoln Riley, which I'm sure he will in year one of the Big Ten, because Lincoln Riley is just that kind of coach. And if they're able to come in and be competitive because they have such a high-powered offense, then it might work. I truly don't know. Nobody does until we find out in 2024. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text on, and we'll get to a couple more of your texts. But first, we go to the hotline on Friday. We have Bill on the line. Bill, appreciate you holding on. What's on your mind? 
Uh, no problem. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good uh, afternoon. I, I just, well, Colin Cowards kind of, as the name implies, uh, the, the coward part anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, never been a fan. And, and, and all he was doing there is kind of painting a target on uh, the UCLA, USC's backs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, okay, you guys want to come in. That's the attitude you're going to have. You know, teams like Nebraska, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, they're going to come out. Iowa, Wisconsin, they're going to come out and just pound the crap out of those poor guys. Yeah. Uh, so I feel sorry for the student athletes at that point in time. Um, but I, I, I don't remember if it was Rashad or Jay said it yesterday. And it was, as I was thinking it, they were saying it. But it, when it when it comes to you know the weekend before Thanksgiving, it's snowing here in Nebraska or it's snowing in Piscataway, and they one of the one of them guys has to come up here, you know, go to Minnesota or Wisconsin. And, in the middle of middle of November, they're not going to have anybody show up. But I guarantee you, sunny Southern California in the middle of November for Nebraska fans. Oh yeah, I know people. I know people are already planning their trips. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, I'm 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 taking this as, as a positive to have a, you know, a, a nice winter trip out to Southern California for three or four days, enjoy some sunshine, mm-hmm. watch UCLA lose. You know, it's all good. I agree with you, Bill. Appreciate the call. Happy, yeah, no, happy, that's a great point. Yeah. That, that's, and that's what I said this morning, actually, on Old School, was that these trips, although it only be two p- two places now, like obviously Pasadena and then the Coliseum, it's two new places for Nebraska fans to go and invade. And they there's nothing more that Husker fans love to do than to show how like much passion said, they have. It's mid-70s exactly. and sunny. Exactly. And so uh, he's absolutely right with guy I mean USC will not get fans to travel let alone to Nebraska or excuse me to New Jersey let alone to Nebraska like you're, he's, you're not going he's to. right who's going to Minnesota in November yeah. to go watch a USC football game hell I don't even want to go <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking at the schedule like this year and going all right what game do I want to go to and it was Michigan right off the bat but then I'm like dang it's November and the big house in Michigan like do I really want to sit out there in the weather like and I, that's the thing like, too dang. is the offense that USC runs, and I know everyone says Lincoln Riley's going to adapt. Guess what? In the middle of November, that's not going to work. When it's yeah. ten degrees outside in Minnesota, and they run the ball fifty times, that's big boy football. And that's yeah. what I said yesterday. Like it is big boy football, and you don't have that in the Pac-12. You well, never had that. Well, and even if it does work, let's say like USC's offense that we're expecting them to run this year. It, let's say it works for the first five weeks. What happens, once again, and I know this is all scenario and hypothetical, and that's all we can do right now because, guess, uh, as you guys know from listening to the shows all day and as me and Nate know, it's like this is all fluid. It's about to change in, in less than six months. This whole thing's about to change, whether they get Notre Dame added to this thing or it's Oregon and Washington and Stanford, like, or all four. It's, it's going to be fluid. It's going to change really quickly. So with all this in mind, Let's let's just throw a hypothetical, and I think Nate, you and I are in the same boat. Where if it's twenty teams in the conference, non-con games are done. They they're they're, to they're gonna scrap. They the, they're gonna to scrap be. the divisions. I wouldn't be surprised if they scrap divisions with just sixteen teams. Scrap divisions, and it's non-con games are done here. Especially if they get twenty teams. Well, so you sit here and you're like, all right, well, um, what happens in week eight when you've played seven Big Ten teams already? And now USC with that high flying offense and a lot of athletes, right? Just quick, high, high, you know, super fast guys that may not be muscled up or, or thick or anything like that. Not thick, anyway. Um, 
Shout out to Nicholas. Um, <laughs> but but it, it, what happens when they have to go and play Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, and then Wisconsin in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks? Which is essentially what Nebraska has to exactly. do this year. Exactly. And finally, Nebraska slowly made the transition. It's taken them a long time, but slowly they've made the transition. And, and now we're going to have to see USC and UCLA both make that transition. That's what you guys have said on the on the text line as well is that UCLA is going to need to get bigger and get ready to play physical football five, six, Mm -hmm. seven weeks in a row. And as Nebraska fans know, and as Nebraska knows, it's a hell of a lot harder than you think it is going in. That's why I want to read Corey and Lincoln's text, and I am ready to run through a brick wall after reading this. If you've learned anything from Nebraska's experience in the Big Ten, it's that it's hard to jump to a completely different conference. USC will struggle to find their footing, but will be fine. I agree. UCLA is going to get rocked week in and week out. God help them when they have to nut up for a conference game in Lincoln in November. Damn right, Corey and Lincoln. You are exactly right. And that is exactly what Bill said when he called in, too. Yeah. These kids in California, these coaches, everything in the Pac-12 is so different. Everything. And when you have to come and play in 20-degree weather with wind chill at... Five degrees, and the wind is blowing 25 degrees right in your face. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, so and that's how the schedule works out. So I want we need to get to break, but I want to sit on this question, and we'll we'll answer right away on the other side as well as a couple other teams that the Big Ten should go grab, and and why we feel the way we do. Um, who will perform better first year? OU and Texas in the SEC, or USC UCLA? in the Big 12. We'll go ahead and answer that. On the other side, you're listening to the Happy Hour on a Friday. Nick and Nate with you. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.